for today is from 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, the ninth through the 15th verses, and it's talking about investing our life. Would you stand with me as we hear these words from the Apostle Paul? <clears throat> for we are God's servants working together. You are God's field, God's building. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation, and someone else is building on it. Each builder must choose with care how to build on it. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one that has been laid. That foundation is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, the work of each builder will become visible, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test what has been built on the foundation. If what has been built on the foundation survives, the builder will receive a reward. If the work is burned up, the builder will suffer loss. The builder will be saved, but only as through. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. I'm very excited about uh, our worship services in the month of October as we look at uh, investing well. I know through the years a lot of my friends and colleagues in the ministry uh, are not excited about talking about these things. I'm excited about because I'm so excited about what God is doing in and through our congregation. God has blessed us so much over the past few years and moved us to a place of, of uh, greater financial health and expanded our ministry. And I know that God's not through with us yet. So I look forward to sharing these special worship services uh, with you. Along the way in the month, you'll receive a, a letter that'll have a... Uh, financial commitment card, how you will invest in the ministry through Sun Creek in uh, 2020, and you know that's uh, important and crucial because it helps us plan with integrity and it helps us uh, be accountable and uh, be faithful church. But it's also important, and I appreciate uh, the fairs and uh, starting us off with this idea. Stewardship is not just about that commitment. It's about all of life. And stewardship is about all of life because stewardship is grounded in an understanding that all that we have and all that we are comes as gifts from God. That's what stewardship means. All that we have and all that we are come as gifts from God. Now, if you've been around me at all, you know I love Jeopardy. I live to watch Jeopardy. We record it, and at the end of every day, right before I go to bed, we watch Jeopardy. And just last week, I learned something very interesting through one of the clues and the answers and the questions. Orville Redenbacher. How can you not be famous with a name like Orville Redenbacher? That's the best name in the world. Orville Redenbacher was already developing his own strain of popping corn when he was 12 years old. 
He invested his life in popcorn, and personally, I am so thankful that he did. Twelve years old, that's already what his life was about. He was investing in popcorn. Back when I was about uh, 10 or 12, uh, we took a trip, and I met a second cousin, some kind of cousin. Uh, I'm from Arkansas, so some kind of cousin in there. Uh, he was older than me, and uh, he was a baseball player. He was a very good athlete, and he had uh, invested himself in the game of baseball. And uh, this was the one and only time I ever met this relative of mine. But it was clear that he cared about baseball. We arrived just a few days before he had a tryout with a brand new uh, team called the Kansas City Royals. I think they started in like 1969 or something. And I knew that he was interested in baseball because he answered the door with a bat in his hand. A big bat, a big heavy bat with those donut weights on the end of it. And while you talked to him, he was swinging that bat. And when he talked to you, he was swinging that bat. Outside, he was swinging that bat. Indoors, he was swinging that bat because he'd pushed all the furniture up against the walls so he had room to swing the bat. It was obvious he was all in. He had invested everything. And he was excited about this moment where he would get a chance to make it. When I was a little boy, I only wanted one thing in life. I wanted to be like my father. I still do, but the jury's still out whether I'll ever arrive there. But I still would like to be like my father. And I was always underfoot with him. I thought I was helping, but I'm... Sure, he didn't use that term when he talked about my helping him. Uh, he worked on cars, and one day we were working on a car together, meaning I was messing up things for him. And uh, he says, son, what do you think you might want to do when you grow up? And I said, daddy, I've already decided. When I graduate high school, I'm going to go to work for you at the garage. And he stopped what he was doing. He says, uh, come here, son. And we walked over and sat down on the steps of the front porch. And he says, you know, I, I love what I do, and it's important work, and I'm proud of it. I do it the best I can. But he says, you know, you've got a different kind of life, different kind of mind. He says, I want you to think about maybe you could even go to college. Why don't you think about going to college? That was my dad's way of saying, there is no way I'm hiring you to work in the garage. Are you kidding me? But from that moment on, I just kind of switched gears. And I thought, man, I'm going to start paying attention at school, and maybe I could go to college. That's, I didn't know anybody that had gone to college. And I went to college. And then I went to seminary. And then I went to seminary again. And one day I'm back at the same house visiting with the same father who says to me, Come here, son. And we sat down and he says, are you ever going to stop going to school? <laughs> I'd invested my life where he told me to, probably just a little excessive for him. Right? Well, the point is, in all those stories and in all of your stories, what we invest our life in shows. It shows up. 
because it guides our life, it guides our decisions, it helps make us who we are. In our text, Paul is talking about investing our lives. He's talking specifically about investing his life in starting the church in Corinth. But the principle involved fits everything in the life of a disciple. He says that through grace he was gifted like a master builder, so he comes to Corinth and he plants this church by bringing the story of Jesus to this cosmopolitan crossroads in the ancient world. He tells the story of what God is doing through the life and death and resurrection of Jesus. And he builds that church on the foundation of Jesus Christ. But he points out, but I just started it, he says. I moved on. And other people have come. And they've taken who they are and what they have, and they've invested in the work of God in Corinth. And because of that, the work of God in that place had become visible to the world. And when the work of God becomes visible to the world, lives are changed, beginning with the lives of those who invested in the work of God. Is it important how we invest our lives? Well, it certainly is to the Apostle Paul. He uses the most graphic, the most extreme imagery and language to talk about it. He says that we will face the day, the day, the day when we give an accounting for how we invested our life. Now, these verses can be misunderstood, and sometimes they can be uh, misused and used as scare tactics or manipulate people. We need to be clear here. Paul is not talking about a judgment day that judges our faith and determines our eternal destiny. Paul's theology is very clear. By grace are we saved through faith, and that's a gift of God. God doesn't need to judge a gift God gave us. For Paul, this is a question of stewardship. Did we invest what we have and who we are in the service of God? Did we invest what we have and who we are in the service of God? That's a good question for all of us always consider as we go through our life. My theological understanding of stewardship is that it is always a two-way relationship. Either as an individual or as a congregation, we don't have a healthy understanding of stewardship if we think it is just about what we give to the church. Stewardship is also about what the church does with what we give. How faithful we are to the work of God in the world. How faithful and accountable we are. The integrity we have as we live our life as a witness in this place. In the same way, 
The stewardship of investing our lives is a two-way relationship. Our life is God's gift to us. And what we do with that life is our gift to God. Our life is God's gift to us. What we do with that life, how we invest that life, is our gift to God. And when we invest our lives this way, the work of God becomes visible in the world. And just like in Corinth, God uses our investment of ourselves to change lives, beginning with our own. To invest our lives is to be intentional about our discipleship. It means that we prioritize our life so that what matters most to us informs our decisions and determines our behaviors. Ralph Waldo Emerson, great American philosopher, said, the only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be. Isn't that great? The only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be. God gives us an invitation. God gives us an opportunity. God gives us the responsibility to decide who we're going to be. God gives us that choice to invest our lives, to determine who we're going to be toward God, toward each other, and toward the world. Today we uh, come to this table and we remember the life of one who brought all that they were and all that they had to the service of God in the world. We remember Jesus who decided who he was going to be and remained faithful all the way to the cross. And because he invested his life we know God's love and grace and forgiveness in our lives. May this be a reminder to us. May we invest our lives in continuing the ministry and the life of Jesus in the world. May we commit ourselves anew together to invest well. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen.